It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Carrie Ann Barker doesn't feel like she's worked a day in her life because she's loved every minute of her job. As Rachel Logston said in her interview, Carrie is amazing. If you ever want to meet a good, kind person, that's her. I'm so glad that Rachel helped me get in contact with Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann has to deal with so many things herself, yet she is able to bring comfort to others through Carrie Ann's comfort quilts. Carrie Ann, I am so happy to get to visit with you on A Quilter's Life. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh-huh, I've been looking forward to this. I always start with, where were you born and raised? I was born in Ord, Nebraska, in a little tiny town, and grew up there every summer, and then we moved to Colorado. We had family here in Colorado, and then we've been here since 1984. Wow. That's a lifetime. It is. (laughs) Definitely grew up here. It was always mom and me growing up together. And over the years, I just had a lot of health challenges. I was born with congenital heart disease. And I had a lot of open heart surgeries and childhood surgeries and adult surgeries and just trying to get it through all of that and with my faith in God and quilting and I had to be on disability so I had to stop working full-time and got on disability and that's when quilting found me and that's when mom was like well, let's just try it and you might go for it and take off with it, you know. And so we tried the easy squares and sewing squares together and then I really enjoyed it. So I just stayed with it ever since. And of course, I took classes along the way and went to a lot of sew-and-tell groups and learned a lot of different projects and I started taking classes that way and of course meeting lots of friendships along the way Mm -hmm. with other quilters we all have the same passion to create something beautiful and it's just so enjoyable getting to know other quilters in the journey and along in the quilting journey. And I feel like kids today should learn the basic skills of sewing and cooking. And I feel like God has led me to the part in my life where I can teach people how to sew to teach the basics 
of it and to teach them how to quilt and do other small projects. And so God has brought me three students lately that I can teach. How wonderful. Yes, and so that brings my heart lots of joy. And I was a preschool teacher before I had to be on disability. So I worked full-time in a classroom, and I loved being around children. And so now I get to teach at my house a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old the basic skills of sewing. And it brings my heart great joy. Nice. I want to back up a minute here. You said you were born with congenital heart failure? Yes. So how was that when you were little? I know you had surgeries, but how did it affect getting out to play or going to school? Wow, that was very challenging all through the years. Let's just say I had a wonderful mom that raised me all by herself, and she took time off of work and brought me to my school activities. And the field days was really hard because she kept me home on the field days where it would be too hot for me to go out there and play in the heat because it actually makes your heart work harder out in the heat. And so I don't really go out in the summertime (laughs) as much as I don't have to. It was very challenging, that's for sure, Mm -hmm. but made it through. And they say the heart changes daily, and it does. And so with all the surgeries I've had and all the procedures I've had, and I just celebrated my seven-year heart valve anniversary. Wow. And then I celebrated my third-year pacemaker defibrillator anniversary. As a quilter, we sit a lot, so I need to stay active. So I just found a new trainer for the gym and got back into that. So I go a couple times a week to get my exercise because, you know, as a quilter, we sit too long. So I still got to get up and move myself around. (laughs) (laughs) But I love creating quilts and making people smile when they receive it Mm -hmm. because that's the best part of it is to see their joy when they see something they want and that I make it exactly the way they asked for it or even better. And they're just, their reaction is the reason why I enjoy quilting. Yeah. I love bringing that joy to others. I also wanted to ask you if you had a childhood memory maybe you and your mom, of a just a special time that was so happy? I think it would have to be going to the quilt shows together 
during the summertime. Sometimes there'll be a quilt show in Castle Rock, Colorado, in different places. And we would just take a summer drive and head over to the quilt shows together. That was the best moments that I will always treasure was our outings to the quilt shows and to the fabric shop hops and things like that. And you mentioned teaching as a preschool teacher. Do you remember when you decided to become a preschool teacher and what your thought process was there? Well, that was quite a while back. Let's see if I can try to think of that process. Basically, I tried other jobs, and I was like, when the doctor told me I couldn't have my own children because they're worried about the child will have congenital heart disease or the baby won't make it or I won't make it or both. They just say it's best not for me to have children. So I always loved children and I wanted to be a part of their lives somehow. And so that's how God brought me to be a preschool teacher. And they say, if you love what you do, then you haven't worked a day in your life. So I feel like I haven't worked a day in my life because I loved every minute of teaching. I had my own classroom at one time, and I loved teaching those little two-year-olds and three-year-olds, and it was just right. It was the right fit for me. When I stopped working full-time, I also did a program called Mothers of Preschool, which is at churches. I also did that for several years, and that was part-time. And now this year, I just took a break and focused on quilting and visiting my mom at her new place that she lives. And this year was the hardest year for me because I took care of her for six years before she got more needed professional care. Mm -hmm. And I was losing my own life in the process because back in September, I had extra fluid on my heart and lungs at that time. And last year, it was very scary. And the doctors told me, we need a plan B. I can't take care of mom for much longer because it was hurting me in the process. They say you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of someone that you love. So they told me that it would be best if my mom went to a memory care that will be more professional care for her for around the clock. And so the doctor said it was about that time. And so that happened this last January. So this year, God has really helped me 
with accepting all these new changes. When life doesn't make sense, trust God. He sees the whole picture and he sees the outcome of everything. So when life is hard and falling apart, you got to put your faith in him because that's what I had to learn to do this year. I had to always learn it. And it's just hard to let somebody else care for the one you love when I was so used to doing it, to taking care of my mom Mm -hmm. for six years. And it was so hard to let go. I can still see her any day at any time, but it's not the same. But God has been bringing me peace. Like, I feel peace and comfort as I let go and let somebody else more professional take care of her. And I know she'll be safer. Growing up, it was always mom and I, and I'm an only child, and it was just always me and her, and we were very close. And the quilting even brought us closer. So she quilted with you while she was at your home? Yeah, we did that together. Besides quilting, are there any other crafts that you do or have done? Yes, our whole family got into scrapbooking and making cards and photography. And we're all very crafty in our family. We all get into a lot of like cross-stitching. I I enjoy cross-stitching at night. And we also enjoy painting. We go to the studio and we do the painting with the twist. We've done that a few times. We kind of get into a little bit of everything. Makes life more fun. Yeah. I haven't heard of painting with a twist. Can you describe that for me? Well, it's a studio and you go in and... You you choose a painting that they already have. They have like a demonstration and you just choose it. Then they teach you step by step how to do it. And it's really enjoyable and you can get hooked on that one too. <laughs> That's definitely addicting. Yeah. Are there any other hobbies that you have? Right now... I do a little bit of both painting and quilting. I go back and forth. So it sounded like you and your mom started quilting at the same time. So who introduced you to quilting? My mom did. And she actually started sewing before I was born. And she started to make my baby clothes. And she's made my baby clothes and a my baby blanket and the baby blanket has my name and the time and the birthday all on that and it's super cute I had to beg her one year to refinish it because it got torn and raggedy oh I was like mom I know I don't use this but can you please refinish it 
and she actually did. And so it melted my heart that she finished it. And so the baby blanket looks brand new now. <laughs> do you have a favorite quilt? I do. It's my t-shirt quilt that my mom made. I saved a lot of t-shirts and church camp t-shirts and and different places I've been to with the t-shirts. Mount Rushmore t-shirt is on there and a couple other shirts. And there's actually, I think maybe 15 shirts on the quilt total. And so mom made it. And so it's one of my favorites. I would think a t-shirt quilt would be extra cuddly. Yeah, they can be really soft, especially if you have like flannel on the back or something like that. When you're working on your quilts, do you have a tool you're so happy to have? I think that would be my good rotary cutter with a blade that works really well. (laughs) (laughs) I have to replace those often. They really get bad if you don't. (laughs) Yeah. It makes cutting really, really difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But I would really like to get one of those rotating mats. Mm -hmm. So like where you could turn it and then use it to cut. That's on my list. (laughs) (laughs) So I do not have one of those. Yeah. (laughs) But with the supplies between mom and I, we've collected over the years. We have more than enough of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like every quilter does. Yeah. We all have our own stash. You didn't share your stash? You and your mom each had your own? Yeah, we had our own stash, and we also shared as well. And now my husband, he learned how to quilt, too, actually. And I taught him the first year, a couple years back, when COVID started, the pandemic. And he wasn't really home a lot, but when he was home, we tried it, and He made his own quilt from start to finish. Wow. He did so good. And he actually caught on. And I said, how did you learn to sew? It's like my grandmother and grandfather taught me when they were alive. And I was like, well, you're a natural. (laughs) (laughs) So I tease him about that. So he was keeping a secret from you. I guess so, because he's a natural. And then he's actually on his third quilt, but he delivers fuel, so he works super long hours right now, so there's not much time in for quilting. (laughs) But basically, he has his own stash of fabrics, so sometimes I steal a couple of color I need or the grunge. Yeah. I need, and I'm like, ooh, you got more gray. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was going to say, does he lean towards certain palettes and you lean towards others? We do. We both like the grunge, but but he likes the darker neutral colors and I like more bright colors. Mm-hmm. So he's really fun. He actually bought me a embroidery machine last year. So we're having a really great time on that machine. Well, I should say I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that adds to your quilting or ways you can do some things with that too, right? Exactly. Like I made kitchen towels with embroidery stuff on there for the holidays. And I really enjoyed that a lot. And then I want to work on t-shirts. I want to practice that better. And there's a few things. I also want to practice on pillowcases as well. So how big is the hoop on your embroidery machine? They have three sizes, like a large, medium, and a small. Okay. And you have all three? Yes. Okay. Yeah, my husband spoils me. (laughs) I was just (laughs) comparing because I have mine. I just have a four by four hoop. So I can't do a whole lot. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be a little hard. Yeah. So what is your favorite part of the quilting process or do you like each step? I would have to say the binding I love. And I know a lot of quilters hate that part. (laughs) But I don't know why I love it because I love the whole process from start to finish. But the binding I think I love the best because it's rewarding, especially if you do it by hand. Mm -hmm. You work on it each night while you're watching your shows. And then it's like, oh, wow, I'm done. So, like, I think that's just the greatest feeling there is finishing the binding work. Yeah. And I am getting a lot better at it. I'm getting to the part where I can do really smaller stitches. (laughs) (laughs) Where you can barely see it. Oh, well. My mom is the best at that. She did her handwork really well. I remember those days. So you had a good example to follow. I did. I'm so glad my mother taught me the skills that I needed, you know. And I think today's children, they really need to jump in and learn these skills. Can you tell me about your worst quilting experience? Oh, yeah, I sure can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think we all have one of those. (laughs) I think that when you make a quilt for somebody and they say they want to buy it in the beginning, I would have to say have it in writing and have it written down someplace with initials saying that they want to buy a quilt from you and have it in writing. And I've had a couple of bad experiences. Like years ago, I made a first queen size quilt, my first one. 
And it was just the right what she wanted. She loved it, but yet something happened and she couldn't get it. And she agreed to the price, but she still couldn't get it. And I understood, I understand, like, medical things come up, you know, and everything like that. Life changes daily for all of us. And I think when somebody backs out on a quilt and that you spend so much time and love into it, and then they say they can't do it, I think that's the hardest to swallow mm-hmm. when that happens. Yeah. So you learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, I'm still learning it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just happens every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then it happens. And But I'm going through a situation now where God's teaching me to just let it go and keep on quilting and, and just don't give up. Yeah. So somebody around you will love your work and will purchase it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So I think all of us quilters have to remember that. Yeah. And not to give up just because we didn't get a thank you or nobody said thank you, you know, with the quilt gift. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen before. And that can be really hurtful. And you just got to pick it up and start another one. <laughs> yeah. I think every quilt has a story. Yeah. That's part of my line. <laughs> yeah. So I really believe that. And I've donated lots of quilts over the years and to Children's Hospital, uh, Linus program. Mine has gone to a police station and a biker group that dealt with abuse children and they would get quilts so mine have gone to them and it just brings my heart a lot of joy Mm -hmm. that if I can't work outside my home God can use my talents and my skills that only he gave me that can bring joy to other people yeah I think you might have just answered my next question of (laughs) why do you make quilts? What do you think drew you to making quilts rather than doing something else? Like I said, I just want to be used by God in different ways and through my talents and through the gifts that he's brought me to do. And he's just brought me through so much health reasons. I want to be able to make something that will comfort them as they go through a hardship because life is unfair. Life can be trial after trial, but it's also lots of blessings. And with God, he can bring lots of blessings to other people's lives through our talents and our skills that he gave us. So I think I just 
want to be used that way. Mm-hmm. Since I can't work, <laughs> that's what I'll do. <laughs> so what special projects are you working on right now? Now I'm just waiting for two quilts to get back at the long arm. They're being quilted. Nice. So I get to do my favorite part pretty soon. <laughs> the binding. Share a quilting tip. Let's see. Hmm. This could be a very hard one for all of us. Finish what we start. <laughs> that's a good one. But that's kind of impossible sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the project, but yeah. Yeah. Can you describe for me how you went from having quilting as a hobby to it becoming a business? Yeah, I just take pictures of every quilt I've ever made and every project I've ever done. And I save it on my album, on my phone, and I just share it on social media and have like a special page just for my quilts. And I have a special page on Instagram and now TikTok. So I try to get myself out there and I do very well. I've had clients from different states and that they've paid me through an app called Zella and I start on their quilt and finish it and send it off. So people just started to ask and so I was like, okay. So that's how it started when I was sharing it on the social media. Nice. When did you get your first client? Oh, wow. I think 2010. Oh, wow. That has been a while. Yeah, that's when I started. And can you remember back to getting that first order and how you felt then? It was actually my cardiologist. <laughs> <laughs> he actually ordered a quilt for his daughter. So that was real sweet and special to me to work on it. Because I'm one of those that love my doctors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, tell me about your business name and how you came up with it. My business name is Carrie's Comfort Quilts or Carrie Ann Quilts. And comfort is because we all need that in life. And like I say, like life changes daily for us, all of us, and especially the times that we're in now. And my quilts are comfort quilts because it's for somebody that is going through cancer or health issues or ongoing situations. And it's for comfort. Yeah. And that's why I like to call it Carrie's Comfort Quilts. Yeah. <laughs> so 
But God led me that title a couple years back. So it stayed with me ever since. <laughs> I just want to bring comfort with what I make and let God use that comfort to reach the other person. And I just want them to feel that comfort and joy that I learned and that I feel when I go through hardships. Mm-hmm. And that's how I thought of my title. Carrie Ann's Comfort Quilt. That's great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, where can people find you? I am now on TikTok. I'm now on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook. Great. And I will post those links with your episode page on my website. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann, was there anything else you wanted to share with me? I just wanted to say that I've loved the friendships I've met along the way in this quilting journey. And it's just really great to get inspired by so many other quilters out there. And it's not a competition. It's just doing something that we just love. Yeah. I like to look at it like I have the best job ever because we love what we do. And I do have one more question for you. Can you tell me how you met Rachel Logston? Oh, yes. I think she found me and she started to like my quilts and she and I became good friends and we talk almost every week or almost daily and she's a quilter too and I think she likes to do a lot of paper pieces which I haven't done much of I haven't done much of that yet but I would love to do it someday to get more into it Mm -hmm. and so I like to call her as my quilty sister, even though we've never met yet. But we talked and chatted on the phone and text and talk about quilts. Yeah. I interviewed Rachel already, and I knew you were friends, so I thought you guys were in a similar area. Then come to find out you're two time zones away. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed. I've been looking forward to visiting with you and doing this interview. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. Yes, of course. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.